welcome to Black Light Mass Incarceration Show. I am your host, Sierra Cobb. Black Light Mass Incarceration Show is a space that is used to uplift the unheard voices of the criminal and social justice issues that many face today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Sponsored by Emancipate NC. Hey, Black Light listeners, we are back for another episode. Thank you for tuning in once again for this very informative episode that we are going to talk about the abuse of power in North Carolina prisons. And I know it goes on from state to state, and that's why it's important to really highlight this issue and bring it to the forefront, because I am tired of receiving complaints, not tired, But yeah, I am tired of receiving complaints from the incarcerated telling me that they are being retaliated on, whether it's medically neglect, whether it's taking privileges, whether it's putting them in solitary confinement, whether it's taking visitors off their list. It's all types of craziness that they do to them to retaliate for them using their First Amendment right to speak out about the treatment that they are receiving or to speak out about why they're incarcerated and how they got there and trying to get help. They don't want that. They don't like that. They don't like for you to be talking about anything that's going on. They think that it's supposed to be secret society in there. No, no. I need for you to really think about that. There's no different than your daughter, son, brother, sister coming to you, telling you that somebody is bullying them or abusing them. You're going to go to that person. You're going to go say something, right? Yes, you will. And so it's the same way with them. When they come to us and they're telling us that there is abuse of power and they're being retaliated on, why would we not call? You think just because they're incarcerated, they don't have rights? No. You need to understand that a lot of people that's in there didn't even commit the crime that they are accused of. So why should they be subjected and keep hush-hush about the treatment that they're receiving because y'all don't understand that it should be about humanity and compassion and empathy and not, oh, well, you ain't nothing because you committed this crime, but yet and still your staff members are committing crimes against the people incarcerated. So make it make sense. It's not making sense and it doesn't go together. You want the incarcerated to be accountable for the things that they've done But you don't want to be accountable when your staff is doing things that they shouldn't be doing, period. There's there's civil rights. There's constitutional rights that people always have, no matter if you're free or you're incarcerated. You have the First Amendment right, which is the right to speak out. And you have the Eighth Amendment right, which is they shouldn't be doing cruel and unusual punishment. So please stop thinking that because they're incarcerated, they don't have a right. They do. And so, yes, people like me and everybody else that advocates for somebody behind them walls are going to call. We're going to email because to me. I would just hold people accountable and do what makes sense so that families aren't blowing up my phone or blowing up my employees about stupid things that their employees are doing. Why not just make them do what they're supposed to do and make do things that make sense so that you don't have to worry about lawsuits or people calling or emailing or protesting? Make it make sense. 
I don't want my taxpaying dollars to go to lawsuits because your staff wants to treat them any kind of way and you don't want to hold them accountable. You want to turn a blind eye and a blind ear. I myself have emailed with statements and everything to the head of DAC and haven't heard a word. All I hear is crickets. I ain't heard a word. They didn't turn their ears and eyes off. Like it's not there. Like it's like it's not going on. I know I'm not the only one that has emailed about abuse of power. You can't keep ignoring that. And, and I, listen, I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to tell you that right now, right here, right now. I'm not going nowhere. You're going to keep seeing my emails. You're going to keep hearing me call. I'm going to keep doing call to actions until this situation is handled like it should be. This is important. I need y'all to understand. You can go look it up yourself. That a few weeks ago, a few correctional officers were charged for the excessive use of force in Scotland Correctional. Okay? So that's only a hand few that actually get caught and get charged for the criminal activities that they do inside of prison. So what make them any better than the people they are there watching? I'm waiting. Somebody tell me what make them any better. It don't. So imagine how much more the abuse of power is going unnoticed and is not being held accountable or they have them having consequences for their actions. Everybody has a consequence for action. If you want the incarcerated to acknowledge their consequence for their actions, then you need to instill that in your staff as well. It's about making sure that everybody is a whole human being and that there is empathy and compassion and communication. And Norway gets that. That is why I did that episode about Norway's culture, because Norway understands that people are human. Everybody is human and they all make mistakes. So it's not about a second chance with them. They said they give you three, four, five, six, seven, and however many chances you need to get it right. And they address the root cause of the problem. They understand punitive punishment does not, does not get you to the root cause of the problem. It makes it worse. It makes it 10 times worse because now you are deteriorating a human even more on top of the trauma they experienced before prison, then you got the prison trauma on top of that. And then you wonder why they can't be productive citizens or being productive in prison, period. Anyway, let's get back to it. Causes of abuse of power. Several factors contribute to the abuse of power within North Carolina prisons. Firstly, the hierarchy structure and the inherited power dynamics within the correctional facilities can create an environment ripe for exploitation. This allows individuals in prisons of authority to exert control over vulnerable incarcerated population, leading to and understaffing exacerbates the issue. With limited resources and high incarcerated population rate to staff, it becomes challenging to ensure proper oversight and accountability. This lack of supervision provides opportunities for those with power to engage in abusive behavior without fear of consequences. So you want to give the incarcerated consequences for their actions, but you don't want to give your staff consequences for their actions. Like they can just walk around and act like hooligans. I mean, make it make sense. I mean, 
It doesn't make sense. They're no better than they, they're no better than nobody. If you can't treat people with dignity, no matter what they've done, then then you're no better than them. Period. The consequences of abuse of power in North Carolina prisons are far-reaching and detrimental. Victims physically and psychologically harm is often inflicted, resulting in long-lasting trauma. In extreme cases, abuse can lead to injury and even death. And we've known some people who have died from being beat to death. And there's been a lot in North Carolina, but that has gone on the radar. And let me tell you, we do, Emancipate gets a lot of a lot of mail from people behind the walls asking for us to help them on a lawsuit because they have got beat to death or they didn't, yeah, they beat them. Or beat them to death or beat them when they didn't broke something. You see what I'm saying? So, and that just goes under the radar. They just turn their ears and eyes off to it. Additionally, a culture of fear and intimidation permeates the prison environment, compromising rehabilitation efforts, and perpetuating a cycle of violence. That's all it does. You're placing violence with violence, and that's not making anything better. So if they are released and you wonder why they come back because you are, it's just a continuous cycle of violence, like every day, either from each other or from staff. That's why it's important to change the culture. <laughs> but we know why. We know exactly why they like people cycling through the system, because the prison industrial complex makes billions of dollars off of human bodies, y'all. That's why you have a variety of people incarcerated ranging from babies to young adults to middle age and to elderly. So you are warehousing whole communities because you want to make money off of human beings. It's, that's just greed. That is greed and that's sick. It's disgusting. Retaliation against the incarcerated is a common form of, of abuse of power in North Carolina. Those who speak out against injustice or use their First Amendment right to express their grievances are often subjected to harsh punishment and degrading treatment. The punishment can include solitary confinement, denial of privileges, and even physical abuse, such as regating them to close custody with the use of A99s. And we will talk about A99s here in a bit because that is one of the major abuse of powers that's being used. This form of retaliation is intended to suppress and discourage incarcerated from speaking out against abuse. The unjust carceral system erodes trust between the incarcerated and staff as a result of the measures. This makes it even harder to create a just and fair system. And that is so true. Like you can't, that's why in Norway, they really train their staff on empathy, compassion, and communication because they understand it's important for their staff to be involved in the involvement of somebody incarcerated for them to be a productive citizen when they're reintegrated back into society. Like that's what normal human beings do. We care for each other and we help each other and we heal each other, but we have gotten away from that. Like America has gotten away from that. And we have been blindsided for so many years with the propaganda of, oh, we need to be tough on crime. and Oh, we need to treat humans 
like they're not human or or dehumanize them because they have made a mistake. When you have politicians who make mistakes every day, as you see, Trump is in trouble. So nobody's perfect. So I'm not understanding why do y'all look at these people as if they are just, there's no hope for them. But you won't look at your politician and say there's no hope for you. Like, I, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't understand people's ideologies or thoughts because that don't make sense to me at all. So let's talk about this A99 use that I'm hearing is one of the major, major, besides the physical abuse, the A99s are a major use of abuse of power, especially when a warden or staff member or they work cohesively a lot of times together to use A99s to demote people back to close custody to get them off the yard because they don't want them there. Instead of just transferring them out because they've worked so hard to get to medium and minimum custody, you want to use a false charge to charge them. And the upper part of DAC thinks that's okay. Okay, this charge basically can't be beat from what I'm hearing from the experiences that I've heard. It basically can't be beat. And DAC thinks that's, that's okay. That's not okay. It's not okay. And it needs to be done. And we know that you have the recommendations to do something about it, but you haven't. So we're going to make sure that those recommendations are implemented because that's important. You are impeding the due process of people that are incarcerated. Just because you're incarcerated don't mean you don't have due process rights. It's the same thing when you're charged on the street. You still have a right to due process rights. You have the same right in prison when you are charged with a disciplinary action. You have the due process right. And you have the right to show evidence and confront the witnesses. But a lot of times they use confidential informants and they can't be confronted. So tell me how is that? That's not even fair. So that's that's right there. It violates, violates your due process rights. And in order for you to beat that, you basically have to go over them and go to the court for them to decide. That, that doesn't even make sense. Like why even clog up the court with nonsense that can be taken care of but you putting in regulations and accountability for your staff. North Carolina prison system is designed to ensure public safety and provide rehabilitation. Mm. However, instances of abuse of power within prisons have raised concerns about the treatment of incarcerated and the effectiveness of the correctional process. There's no correctional process. Until you correct your staff, there's never going to be a correctional process. The abuse of power refers to situations where individuals in position of authority misuse that misuse their influence or authority to exploit or mistreat others. Within North Carolina prisons, abuse of power can manifest in various ways, including the use of excessive force and even emotional abuse. You see what I'm saying? In North Carolina, a-99 disciplinary offenses are a set of rules and regulations, which is the charge, that govern the behavior of the incarcerated. These offenses are categorized as the most serious, which is conspiracy, and can result in severe disciplinary action, including solitary confinement for sometime months, loss of privileges, and additional time that can be added to the incarcerated sentence, and demoted back to closed custody. So a lot of them are using this in retaliation 
to demote people back to close custody. And to me, that is such an abuse of power because it is so hard to work your way from close custody to medium to minimum. Like it takes a lot of rehabilitating yourself, controlling yourself, staying out the way, making sure that you're not getting write-ups. And a lot of people do that. And you have staff that will target you for being an advocate for your, your fellow peers, for complaining about the treatment that they're receiving, or having advocates call and advocate for you. I've heard people tell me that they've had staff members tell them, oh, we don't like for you to call up here and advocate for them. What sense does that make? That's just like, that's just like your child is getting bullied at school and you go to the principal and the principal be like, oh, we don't like when you call up here and advocate about other children bullying, bullying your children. What sense does that make? It's the same thing. That's what you're saying. And that sounds stupid. That sounds really stupid because they are human and they have rights. So yes, we're going to call and complain and advocate and do call to actions because they have rights. I don't, I don't know what planet y'all come from, but they have rights. So yes, I don't know. I, it just blows my mind to hear stupid. That's just stupidity. Like that's not even common sense. That's stupidity. That don't even make sense. Everybody has the right to advocate for something that they know is wrong. And that's what I'm doing and countless others in North Carolina are doing are advocating against things that are not right, that oppress people, that take away your rights. And we're going to we're not going to stop. We're not going nowhere at all. While A99 disciplinary actions are intended to maintain order and discipline within correctional facilities, concerns have been raised about their potential misuse. In some cases, correctional officers may misuse offenses as a means to extort control over the incarcerated population or as form of punishment for minor infractions. And sometimes it's not even an infraction. Like I said, it's a lot of times it's because you're speaking out about the treatment and then they want to hit you with an A99 because they're mad at you. That should not be used as a weapon. That is a weapon because you are taking somebody back to closed custody. Let me remind y'all what closed custody is. And I know my people that's incarcerated and formerly incarcerated know what closed custody is. But for those of you that don't, closed custody is maximum custody. You are locked down between 22 and 23 hours. It's basically solitary confinement every day for however long you got to be there. That's what it is. Besides, they don't take you outside to be in a cage, but you're just stuck in your room all the time. You only have an hour or two to come out and take a shower, eat, and, you know, do things that you need to do, make phone calls. And then you're right back, locked back down behind a wall all day. And if they go on lockdown, you're going to be in that room until lockdown is over. And that is, that is just inhumane. Like there is studies showing that isolation and somebody being locked behind cement deteriorates the brain, literally. Like this is no joke. It deteriorates your brain. It can shrink your brain. That's how serious it is when it comes to them isolating people. And I don't understand why they think isolating somebody is is cool. Like it literally takes away people's social and emotional skills. And I don't care how strong you are. If you are constantly locked in, in a cell, it's going to wear on you. It's going to wear on your family. 
And nobody should deserve that treatment all because staff is mad at somebody. And the upper part of DAC don't want to hold them accountable. They want to turn a blind eye like it's not okay. Listen, I'm telling you right now, right here, right now, I'm not going nowhere. And the people that's calling and emailing, they're not going nowhere. We're going to keep doing it until, as I said again, upper part of DAC wants to implement the task force recommendations or they want to sit down with advocates and community members to figure out how to get a handle and get accountability for their staff. And here are some ways that they can. First of all, you need to change the culture because you don't you have staff members that don't even want to work. There's a lot of staff members that's walking out every day because of the treat, like they even get treated bad. Some of them get treated bad. Some of them get treated like they they are an incarcerated person and they're just standing up and leaving and you wonder why you don't have staff. Like, why not figure out the root cause in, instead of turning your, your blind eye, turning your ears and eyes off? Because it's not just the incarcerated that's being retaliated on. You got people that have left that got retaliated on. You got people that are intimidated to work. Like, that's why they are, that's why they are walking out. I'm, I hear so many people tell me about staff that is continuously walking out or not coming in. You wonder why? Because your culture is nasty. So pretty soon you ain't gonna have nobody working. Is that what you want? Because you don't want to change your culture because you don't want to hold nobody accountable, especially the wardens. You don't want to hold them accountable, but you want to keep losing staff. Like it's it's not just, it's, trickle, it's trickling down. I don't know why y'all not seeing it, but it's trickling down because the culture is disgusting and you're letting people treat Everybody, any kind of way, staff, incarcerated. It's not just incarcerated the staff. Get, some of the staff get treated like, like garbage. You hear me? So that's what I'm saying. They don't do stuff to make sense. They do stuff that don't make no sense. They do it backwards. Why not just do things that you know make sense and you know that's right? That way you don't have people protesting or doing call to actions or doing lawsuits or constantly blowing up your employees' phones why not just do what makes sense? Y'all act like you can't change the way things run. You act like you got to keep running it the same way. You don't because the way that you're running it is just bringing it to the ground. Bring it to the ground. Pretty soon it's going to be on fire. You ain't going to be able to put that fire out. I'm trying to tell you. Y'all keep wanting to turn your blind eye to it. It's going to catch on fire. It's catching on fire now. And you're not going to be able to put that fire out. And then you're going to be sitting there looking crazy when you don't got no staff in there. Like that one prison in Alabama where they had absolutely no staff in the prison. Nobody came in. Not a one single soul. So I urge y'all, upper part of DAC, y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all know. You heard me. You see my emails. To really sit down and start thinking about your culture and how you can make it better for everybody. Not just the incarcerated, but for your staff too. Norway has given y'all the blueprint. They have given everybody the blueprint of how a prison should be run. So why not try it? Well, I, Governor Newsom gets it because Governor Newsom has agreed to make San Quentin, which everybody knows San Quentin was a, a tough, rough prison, to make it like Norway with real, true habilitation, rehabilitation, treating them like they're human, 
getting them prepared to come home. And we know California used to incarcerate people for life like it wasn't nothing. But they have begun to turn things around because they understand you can't keep warehousing people. You can't keep using abuse of power over people. Because eventually, laws change. People who had time that you think they would never get out, get out. You see what I'm saying? So that's why it's important that we are healing these people, rehabilitating them and getting them ready to reintegrate back into society so that they can be a productive member and community citizen and help their community grow and thrive. That's what it's about. This is why the world is so jacked up now is because there's no healing. There's no restorative justice. There is no true accountability. Punitive punishment is not accountability. It's not going to make anybody think about their consequences. You're turning people into animals. And you're making staff not want to work in that environment because it is just nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. So I am going to keep talking about it. I am going to keep doing call for actions. I am going to keep emailing until there is a resolution. And we are, the task force already gave you one resolution. I'm not understanding why you didn't take that and put that into play and then try to figure out other resolutions. Why don't nobody want to be a change maker? Why you still got to follow the 1980 protocol? Be a change maker, be a difference maker and, and stand up and, and do something different. It's okay. It's, it's okay to, to do things differently and not continue to do things the way you used to because the way things were used to used to be ran, it's not working in 2023, y'all. It's, it's 2023. Ain't nobody going for that. So I'm going to need for y'all to really think about ways that there can be accountability, that can be oversight boards. You can, you can come up with your own oversight. You don't have to, and I'm sure you can get, I know you can get federal grants for oversight. They actually are trying to implement oversights in federal prisons on a federal level. And it definitely needs to be done on a state level. Because it's important that you have other people monitoring behavior and that they're going to do inspections. And that's another thing. I don't understand. What is what is even the point of DAC going to do inspections? Like when somebody calls and complains or, you know, you do a call to action, somebody calls and complains. What is the point of going to do an inspection where you're going to call the warden or somebody from upper part of DAC is going to call the warden and tell them that they're coming? And then you let them walk you around the areas that you want them to see, the areas that they've had clean up, that they've had the incarcerated clean up, make look all neat. And then you don't take them to the areas. You don't go talk to the people that's incarcerated to see, hey, man, how's the treatment? How is my staff treat? You don't do none of that. You always take their word like their word is gold and it's not, as you see, because there's plenty of lawsuits going around. I don't want to keep taking my tax money paying lawsuits because you don't want to hold your staff accountable. I don't know about y'all, but I don't. I want my hard earned taxpayer dollars to go back in my community, ensuring that there is sustainability in my community, ensuring that there is healing in my community. And that we all work together to make a better America. That's that's what I want my taxpaying dollars to go to. I don't know about y'all, but that's what I want my money to go to. So if you, whatever state you're in, if y'all have started working on oversight boards and you have one, please reach out to me and guide me on how or 
reach out to the secretary <laughs> and uh, see if you can have a meeting with him and guide him because the, he needs to be guided. Somebody needs to guide somebody somewhere to something different because what we got now ain't working. But yeah, I would like to hear y'all's opinions. Y'all reach out. Like, I want to know what you're doing in your state to make a difference for the people that's incarcerated, to make sure that they are receiving fair and humane treatment and that the abuse of power is not going unnoticed continuously. That we're not continuously tearing down our fellow peers because that's what they are. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what gender they are. They are your peers. Okay. And so how can we create a safe space for both? Not just for the incarcerated, but for staff. Like it shouldn't be staff against the incarcerated. Like it all should be a safe space for everybody. Like I need for I need for us to start getting back to making spaces safe for everybody to feel safe, not to feel intimidated, not to feel like you're below somebody, but to feel safe. Like it's important, y'all. I mean, I feel like that's the way we can make America better is creating safe spaces for everybody because we all have been through some kind of trauma. And trauma is not easy to heal. You have to heal it, but it's not easy to heal. And so sometimes you need a push. Sometimes you need somebody to help you begin to heal or show you how to heal because some people don't even know how to heal. And sometimes they need that blueprint on how to heal. And that's what I'm all about, y'all, is healing, peace, and love because that's that's what we've gotten away from. And this is why we are seeing just the things that we see every day on TV, because we have gotten away from healing, peace, and love, and unity. It's about division everywhere I turn. That's why I don't even watch TV, because it's about division. And it shouldn't be about division at all. It should be about making sure everybody in every community is thriving, they're sustained, they are healthy, they're well, mentally, physically, and emotionally. But it's about greed and power, as you see power. So y'all, I'm gonna let y'all go. I really just came on here to do this episode because like I said, it is really going unnoticed and it can no longer go unnoticed because those that are incarcerated are really suffering. Like they are intimidated and you got to think about a lot of times they can carry that intimidation with them. They can intimidate others that are incarcerated with them. They can intimidate loved ones. So you, we're not even teaching them good habits. And you got to think about the babies that's in there because now we're warehousing babies. So you got babies that are, are picking up on intimidation and oppression and they're doing it to their fellow peers in prison because that's what they see the staff doing. There needs to be a better model. Norway has the blueprint. Let's put it in play. Till the next time, y'all. Peace and love. Take care. Be safe. COVID's out there again. Stay safe, y'all. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Your host, Sierra Cobb. Take care.